With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going to be talking about day one of the second test between England and South Africa at Old Trafford. It was a day which belonged to England as they fought back well. The old soldiers, Broad and Anderson, doing the heavy lifting. I'm Jack Hope. I'll be talking about it. I'm joined by Max Rowe Brown. He'll be talking about it too. How are you, Max? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, nice to see that uh, England and Basball are, are back. And um, rumours of its demise were, well, premature. Oh. Yeah, they're wrong. You're all wrong, people <laughs> out there. Dean Elgar, you're wrong. Um, Max, I don't know if you saw this. I, I wanted to talk about this uh, uh, earlier in the week, but I forgot. Right. Um, Magnus Carlsen has been tweeting about cricket and yeah. the most literal... Literal tweet. In the most Magnus I, Carlsen way. Yeah. Uh, four reasons why chess isn't cricket. Cricket is played on a field with humans. Chess is played on a board with wooden pieces. Cricket has a bat and ball. Chess usually doesn't. There are only 22 players needed for a cricket match, while chess is only two. And fourth, I can't play cricket. Um, what did you make of that when, when I, you saw I the I assumed news? it was dry wit and yeah? humour. Yeah. Particularly with the... Um... Uh, the final comment about Magnus Carlsen not being able to play cricket. I, I feel like it was, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say it's not like a, a weird um, missing the missing the point thing. I'm going to okay. say it was hilarious humour and sarcasm okay. and irony. Oh, no, I, yeah, we'll, we'll I'm going to shut the window because someone's dragging a bin outside. Cool, that's fine. Um, while you're doing that, I'm going to pose you a second question. Which individual of a cerebral nature do you think would make the best cricketer so magnus carlson he's ruled himself out he can't right. play cricket but you know which which brain box uh out there you can't use ed smith obviously okay. yeah um can so mike anyone, really? is that mike, no no one who's played <laughs> cricket i mean any any nominations preferably from like an obscure nation um to to make this <laughs> <laughs> make this, take this unnecessarily I, I don't have a, I don't have a great list uh, in my brain of um, really well-known smart people from obscure nations, I have okay. to say. So right. uh, I'm just going to go with Brian Cox. 
I reckon Brian Cox has uh, has got all the angles sorted out. That's why he'd be good. He'd know exactly how to penetrate the the infield. I, th- I can see that working. Brian Cox, good answer. Um, a few messages for the listeners. We are on the Twitter, the Instagram, the TikTok. The TikTok. Max, you did We're a TikTok, TikTok this morning. Yep. Um, some iteration of the Cricket Podcast at the Cricket Pod will usually get you there. Um, if you're watching on YouTube or you're listening, you know, hit like on whatever device you're, you're doing. Normally, that's a heart-shaped thing. Hit that. Sometimes it's a thumbs up. That's also good. And hit mm. subscribe. Uh, keep us growing. It's all about perpetual growth, you know. We don't want to have stagflation on the podcast, do we? No. We want... Uh, we want the other we one need to, we need to increase everything by <laughs> at least 13 percent to keep track of that uh, that is true yeah. state of the world yeah yeah we're basically doing this for free because of inflation so um get involved <laughs> and you could like there's two other things you can do to support the podcast first patreon.com for the cricket pod that's if you want to get involved with us directly um we have a patreon exclusive show out as of yesterday uh talking with nick brooks who helped do our asia preview yesterday uh, on the whole history of Sri Lankan cricket, Ranatunga and all sorts. Um, that was great fun. You can get that if you're a Patreon um, by following the link in the show notes. And the show is presented by Manscaped. I'm going to keep it brief on this occasion. Um, they're very good tools for testicle shaving, mm. trimming, not shaving off, shaving the hair off the testicle sack um, and, and care in general, ball deodorant, mm. spray, Comfort. spritz, that sort of thing. Um, use the code CricketPod for twenty percent off at manscaped.com. CricketPod is the code that you need to remember. Uh, Max, can you summarise the cricket, please? We've spent quite a long time already on this show talking about Magnus Carlsen and balls. We have. Uh, we'll talk about some more balls shortly, but red ones that swing through the air. Um, but when I woke up this morning, all I could see was grey and rain. So uh, I, I feared for what was happening uh, up north uh, in Old Trafford. But fortunately for, for us, it was dry there. So we got to see some cricket. And um, well, it, it, all went, it all went well for England. England bouncing, roaring back. Ollie Robinson back in for Ollie Potts. Weirdly given the new ball, which we found a bit strange. Um, but it all worked out in the end because Jimmy Anderson did the business with one end and Stuart Broad after the first change came and did the business at the other regular wickets all the way through the day south africa with um a bit of a well rear guard once again because england went into weird bowling mode um but only saw saw them get to 151 all out and um england were were looking pretty pretty well set but we also forgot that england had to bat and do that bit and they're not very good at that so they were very quickly reduced to 43 for three and when joe root had gone we were like oh no here we go again but um johnny bairstow uh the t- one of the two basball men in the in the basball yep well the basball theory which is Let's just call yeah, them joe batters root or johnny yeah or you don't have to call them basball men batters well, i think is the word. I thought one the, of the I two batters England could had. do but the, the theory is that uh in in this new modern form of england cricket is that we just get one of them to score a ridiculous number of runs don't we and um johnny bairstow did uh, a reasonable job and before you knew it England who had almost hauled in South Africa's score despite looking um, like they were in a spot of bother early on but it's it's sort of the mark of having England playing cricket at the moment isn't it you sort of turn your head away um, for, for a few minutes and you come back and suddenly they've almost caught up albeit it was only 150 so it wasn't a long way to go but yeah oh, so I'm done carry on oh you want me to keep going oh okay you need to keep going well um, like Johnny Bairstow like I said 
he caught up, but also um, a little bit of help from South Africa's bowlers. As good as Norkia was in removing Ollie Pope and looking basically just too fast for everyone, uh, he also contributed to England's total with uh, a number of, well, wides slash buys with the ball bouncing wildly over uh, Verena's head. Um, that helped. And um, then bringing on the spin, like um, Maharaj bowled six overs, as many as Norkia, which uh, perplexed me, Jack, because Norkia looked literally unplayable, even though he was quite expensive during uh, the, the spell that he had. I, it also looked like none of England's batters could face him. Yeah, um, thank you, Max. Someone knocked on our door. You might have been able to hear the doorbell. And then the door was being answered. And I thought that you would probably rather listen to, I'm talking about listeners here, would rather listen to Max waffle on about mm. Nokia and, you know, balls. Kyle Verena not getting to balls. Yep. And um, then someone answering a door. Uh, where, where do we want to start with, with all of this? Bro- Broderson? Broderson. Did, you know, Max, this would have been their 200th innings opening the bowling together. And what did Ben Stokes do? He brought in Ollie Robinson, of all people, <laughs> and and open the bowling with him. Um, yeah, well, let's let's but, start there. Why don't we start there? But Broad had the last laugh, didn't he, Max? He certainly did. After um, Ollie Robinson thought he'd had a wicket and it was cruelly given as a as a no ball. Stuart Broad, cruelly slash mean, accurately. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, accurately. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was just abiding by the rules of cricket, wasn't it? Um, mate, I'm going to. Was a bit of genius captaincy by Stuart Broad, and he's um, not Stuart Broad, Ben Stokes, and he's uh, held back Stuart Broad to try and just add a, a spark of fire to him, like a mini version of dropping him and then bringing him back and him being unbelievable for a series. It was, it was just being like, okay, actually, I'm going to deny you the new ball, so that when you come back, you come and prove to me that you should be bowling with the new ball. And he, yeah, he, re- he removed the cockinator, didn't he, Dean Elgar, with, yeah, a, with a classic. A classic Stuart Broad wicket and just basically really good all day, wasn't he? He was on the spot, kept playing away at that um, panel outside off stump, really accurate and thoroughly deserved the three wickets that he got. Yeah, um, he he was. I was quite, I was happy to, from a, from an England perspective, I, I was happy to see Robinson back in the side. I do, yeah. they are much, much better. Um, I know he only picked up the one wicket, um, but he bowled pretty well. And he bowled pretty well in a kind of rusty way. Like there mm. was the odd half volley thrown in there, a bit of leg side stuff. Bowled about fifty thousand no balls. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure South Africa got half their runs because in in no balls bowled by by Ollie Robinson. Um, but also like clearly does do something different to to the other bowlers. Um, from the from the point of view of opening the bowling, mm. I did think it was strange that they went to to Robinson actually. And there were some like you know a, a few people who are ITK were like, oh, England have picked a bowling attack with three opening bowlers and um, that's a mistake. And now Broad has to bowl first change. And I know blah, 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 blah. It doesn't really make any difference because Broad bowls well at first change anyway. Um, but I did, I, I did wonder from a strategy point of view, and this might be something that we just, you know, there's a narrative thread we think about into the future. I wonder whether Robinson is actually better. In fact, I like you know I looked up the data. Robinson is actually better after the, like after the fifteenth over of the match. He is not mm. a particularly exceptional new ball bowler. Uh, averages forty actually with the new ball for a guy who's mainly played in England. Um, you know that's that's not awesome. I mean he's mainly played in England against Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul, which might have something to do with this. But after the fifteenth over, his his average goes from uh, forty down to about twenty three. 
Um, so you are, you know, if I were, if I were doing the game plan, he would be my first change bowler. And, and I'm pretty sure when we've talked about this before, his, um, these stats are reflected in first class cricket as well, yeah. where, where he gets, we he gets better. When he first came to the side, and it was what we was why we were saying why it was so exciting to to have him in there. Aside from the fact that he averages like twenty, which is insane, it is, is the exciting. fact it is the fact that he um, is able to maintain a good average after uh, yeah after the ball gets old and still do something, which is something which is exactly what England have been missing for yeah um, a number of years, especially with all the injuries. Have Have you got anything new to say on Anderson and Broad? Um, Vic in the chat noting that Anderson is forty. Um, looking like the best would have been would have been nice if we'd seen a 40 year old get a hat trick wouldn't it that would have been oh that would have been that would have been awesome yeah he was on a hat trick Um, I I don't know Um, this has been a nice thing to prepare when was the last hat trick by an England player was it Dominic Cork in 1995 what in a test match yeah 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 I can't be that long ago surely we've surely like a spinner's burgled one like I thought does Moeen have one Um, I'm looking this up now England hat tricks in Test cricket. I mean, that, that this, this must this must um, this must come up. Um, you know, it's, it's not particularly exciting googling stuff, is it? On 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 the podcast, live. But like, yeah. well, this you know, it's it's interesting. Hoggard has one. Stuart Broad. I mean, Shardon. Surely these aren't Test cricket. Um, uh, yeah, I was. You know, we'll have to. Work. Should have prepared it, Max. That's a lesson yep, for us there. Should have prepared time. it. Should have prepared it. We're idiots. We could do it TMS um, style. Anyone in the chat, if you uh, if you know when England's last. But I was right. Um, Mo and Ali at the Oval. Dean Elgar, Nevada, and, and Mornay Morkel. Uh, right. The last England player to take a hat trick, t- July twenty seventeen. Okay. Um, so there are there's some there's some information for you that, that that's. You know, not not really relevant to this. And Anderson, good. That was the point. Um, there yeah. was. I mean, Anderson bowled well in the first test. I think he was unlucky, but yeah, he, he got his re- rewards this time around, didn't he? Um, I, I've got a question for you, and mm. I, I, nobody's really been able to provide the answer to this. Well, I'm why sure it, I will. Why was it so hard to bat? Um, all like a lot of the metrics, mm. the, the you know, the brain boxes, quick fears. They were saying it's not really swinging. It's not really seeming. It was very blustery. I think that explained why bowlers on both sides were losing their their run up a little bit. Yeah, you know, the wind. Um, why? Yeah, normally that that actually makes for sort of reasonable batting conditions. What? What? Why? Why do we see well, South Africa struggle badly and, and England mm. struggle a little bit today? Um, it's a good question. Um, England bowled well, first of all. I think we, you know, we should probably make that point. It's like they they got there, they got pretty much on okay? and that always makes things harder. There was a bit of there was a bit of seam movement. I thought there was um, there were a few balls that um, Robinson in particular bowled and Broad as well, actually, where they, they got a bit of lift um, lift off the seam uh, and a couple of balls that were pretty unplayable. I think it, it, you know, arguably, it's the fact that the odd one doing something was enough to get the wicket. And, you know, so often you see the ball pass the bat, do a load, pass the bat, and you get unlucky and you're like, oh, my God, this is impossible to play. But you don't necessarily get get the wickets. And, and you know, maybe the, the good balls just got the wickets in this case. Um, there is a few wickets that were thrown away. I mean, Aidan Markram Max, was Max, we're a disaster. Have to stop you. I'm going to have yeah. to stop you. Um, it's a good summary, but I have, I've got to make a confession. Yep. I've read the data the wrong way round. Um, this 
was actually the most, the most seamy, seamy most swingy thing you've ever seen. No, 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 no. Not the, there wasn't that much swing, but of, of cricket matches this this summer, or uh, or the test matches this summer, this this was the one with the most seam movement in the right. Morning. Well, that's why it was so hard there to is your because it seemed yeah. around a lot, and that is the that is the hardest kind of bowling to play when it moves off the seam. <laughs> Should we, just, should we just leave it there? Should we just say goodbye and leave it there with Google? Yeah. Who took a hat trick? We've got it all wrong. Uh, so that makes a lot more sense because I was like, uh, I was, yeah, I, I thought it seemed a bit. So that that does make sense. Yeah. So it was, yeah, England bowled well, it seemed a bit. But then, like, back to where I was uh, going on, there were a couple of pretty shoddy wickets when, I mean, Aiden Markram's was a disaster. Stokes was laughing at that one. Um, mm. Harmer and Maharaj were two examples uh, of missing a straight one. Um, obviously, you've got a bowl straight, but I mean, they literally just missed straight balls. So, combination. Yeah, Markram's an interesting one, just as a little digression. Um, first thousand runs in test cricket, average 55. You know, that's yeah. that's you know, on course for legendary status. Yeah. Second thousand runs in test cricket, which he achieved today, averaged 25. Mm. He's basically gone from Jacques Callis to Zach Crawley, Crawley hasn't he? Yeah. In, in, in 2000. So what's, what's happened um, there? Has he been worked out? Well, uh, you know, that's the, the theory, isn't it? The did word he, on the street. Did he start in New Zealand and then play a load of tests in India? No, I think the word on the street is that he's got a little bit of a vulnerability to the ball when it comes back in and, mm. and what has an LBW problem, basically. Yeah. Um, he had the LBW problem, and then what he decided to do was change his entire game, and that gave him an outside edge problem as well as an out LBW <laughs> problem. And and so, you know, that that is... is Sounds is a bit like why, best, players Players do go through spells... Like, I mean, it's a long spell, probably a spell where you want to go and do something else, to be honest. Um, but that does happen. I mean, it, it is, it, it, I, to a lesser extent, we saw Joe Root go through something similar, didn't we? When, you know, in the 2019 Ashes, he kept getting pinned LBW, then made some changes and, and it became worse mm. overall. Mm. And then came out the other side. I, I don't know if Markham's on that trajectory. And obviously there's a white ball angle to... Aidan Markram yeah. as well, yeah. very capable white ball player. Um, but it's a shame for South Africa that they, I wouldn't say have missed out on a batting talent like Markram, but um, that they, they haven't benefited to the extent was, it, that they thought they would. It was it was a bit of a false dawn. Yeah. I mean, any time a player gets a thousand runs with an average of 55, you're, you're pretty happy, aren't you? Yeah. If that turns out to be his entire career, um, then you end up being, well, uh, pretty, pretty sad. Mm. Um, well, eventually South Africa they're bundled out for not that many I don't get England bowling short again um, I don't have faced I, more balls than anyone I, yeah I don't understand it at all Burbada can bat man yeah I mean, he's like, a decent he's, he's alright he's a decent bat but, but it's still like you've got out the entire top order bowling a certain way and then a, a couple of guys who you know in comparison can't bat uh, come in and you're like no, we're gonna we're gonna knock his head off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Zach Crawley talked to me. He's still there at the end of the day. Um, very un, very un Zach his, Crawley innings, wasn't it? His slowest, what the fewest number of runs he'd ever scored after fifty balls. He's great. Well, what's he ended up on? 17? Seventeen or seventy-seven? Yeah, it's um, it's been pretty tedious stuff. Now, Max, the way I've read this, 
I think it's one of those ones where actually Zach Crawley is pretty lucky to be there. I, I don't think that whatever he's doing here today is a blueprint for, for Zach Crawley in the future. Um, and I think, if anything, it might actually be making him even worse. But the fact that he's still there kind of is a positive and maybe obfuscates that slightly. Um, what I mean, what, what, what I thought watching Zach Crawley bat was, mm. Jesus Christ, he's actually terrible at cricket. <laughs> like, at least when he occasionally, you know, he unfurls the cover drive or, or plays that pull shot, you're like, that's a good shot. Like, that is yeah. a world-class he's shot got he's got there. When he doesn't do those things, then he is, he's like, he's like Homer Simpson against Dedrick Tatum, isn't he? He's just taking punches. Um, I, I, have I read that wrong? Is this the future for Crawley to become like a crap Dom Sibley? Or, it wasn't or pretty, was it? Or if you want Don Sibley, just pick Dom Sibley. That's the thing. I mean, Zach Crawley is not in there to do that, is he? So I, I, I can't imagine it was a deliberate blueprint or anything like that, especially after what uh, McCullum said earlier, at, well, last last week about him not being there to be consistent. Um, he's just there to do, you know, mad things. So, um, yeah, I can't see it being sustainable i can't see it being a thing i think it was just probably one of those days where he was really out of sorts and maybe did decide that he was just gonna try and be there and have another go tomorrow and i think tomorrow he may well come out and just play uh play the way we expect him to which will be score some score 12 nice runs and edge to the slips I, i've just checked his sort of control percentage yeah which um espn do 79 percent, which isn't actually too bad. Mm. Um, as a comparison, the guy at the other end who's looked a lot better, 71% Johnny Bairstow. So maybe maybe it's sort of somewhat in the eye of the beholder here and that, that, that Zach Crawley is doing something better mm. better than I thought. Uh, so what's that? Two in ten. I mean, he still could very well be out, I think. Um, but uh, maybe maybe I've been too harsh on the young man. And uh, this is... This is some kind of blueprint for him. Uh, Max, we, uh, you know, uh, uh, is there anything on England's batting that you want to talk about? Because there are a couple of decisions that happened much earlier that, that I think we should discuss. Um, not, not really. I think um, the only thing for me was that it does look a little bit like England need to invest in a bowling machine that can go faster than 85 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, awesome bowlers that can go faster than 85 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, maybe Practice that. against it. Yeah, yeah I mean, Nokia was fierce. Oh, he was immense. A lot of fun to watch. He wasn't immense, wasn't he? He bowled really badly, actually. When he he bowled one really good over and then was all over the place. When it lines up, it is is virtually unplayable. We were talking about this in the the Discord, which you could join if you sign up as a patron, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Endless cricket chat. Imagine that. Um, It literally is. We were talking about why he... It feels so much faster than everyone else on the circuit. Like um, mm. there, there are some other quick bowlers going around. Mark Wood can dial it up. Carney, Umar Malik in the IPL can bowl, you know, pretty fast. But Norkia seems to have kind of the edge on both of them. And our, our hypothesis, Max, was that because he's tall, yeah, um, he players can't eliminate a, a mode of dismissal. Yeah. So if you've got somebody who's a little bit shorter, Wood, for example. You can you can almost play to take bold out of the equation and react maybe to to anything back of a length and, and try and drop your hands on it. Whereas with Nokia, because because he's extracting so much bounce out of the pitch, you 
you can't really hedge your bets that way. Right. Well, um, yeah, you get forced back, don't you? And that's sort of that's yeah. the classic uh short ball, full ball ploy, isn't it? Is to pin someone back on the crease. So if you're forever pinned on the crease because someone is coming at you at both height and pace, it makes it very difficult to to negotiate when the ball is zeroing in at your um your stumps. Yeah. I mean it's not just the height thing either, it's you know, sort of his action, he actually delivers it from a from a height, whereas a lot of Quick bowlers, particularly in the past, you know, think of like guys like Shab Akhtar, et cetera. Uh, and, and Mark Wood, you know, is another example, a bit a bit slingy. So, um, again, you don't get that kind of uh, delivery point. And um, I think it's a similar thing to Ollie Robinson, at like, but in an, ex- in an extreme case. Literally 15 like miles, miles an hour, an hour faster. Quicker, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Ollie Robinson is difficult to play because of that height. And then you add an extra 10 miles, into, miles an hour into it. And it's, um, well, I don't want to be there. No, well, I don't think I don't think any of them wanted to be there. Um, Max, the the decision I was alluding to is is well, it'll be one of the big talking points of this match, I suspect. It's Dean Elgar at the toss deciding to bat, mm. um, and and actually before the toss as well, deciding to play Simon Harmer instead of Marco yeah. Janssen. Um, I thought Janssen was maybe their player of the match in the in the first test. Um, bat plus ball combined, forty eight yep. runs, four wickets for forty three. Um, it was. It, it, that was good. I mean, that by any metric is is really good. Um, he comes out. England, so South Africa play two spinners. That means they have to basically, if they win the toss, they basically have to decide to to bat first. The conditions yeah. aren't great. The pitch was pretty green. They had good sight at this. You know, Twitter Twitter was showing photos of the pitch being green yesterday. Um, I thought that was two bad decisions. Am I am I am I wrong? Uh, I can't disagree with you, I'm afraid. As much as I'd like to stoke uh, informed debate, yeah. I'm 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 with you. Um, it doesn't make a didn't make a lot of sense, especially when you sort of you saw the. I suppose they were thinking maybe we'll ride out the morning session with the bat and try and make hay when the sun comes out in the afternoon. But you know, let's let's be honest. It's a very bold move to choose to bat against um, an Eng- even <laughs> even a forty year old James Anderson and Co. When it's a bit green and it looks like it might. Do a bit, but yeah, I mean they were hamstrung, weren't they? That's that's a it's a it's a fair point to make if you're going to pick two spinners, you're banking on them winning you the game at, at the end. And even India in England didn't pick two spinners, so for South Africa, I think they did it, once, didn't they? Yeah, and well they did it then, in the World refused. Test Championship final, lost, and we're like we're never doing that again. And I think um, they, even didn't they once thought... before that maybe play Ashwin and Coldeep at Lords or something like that. Oh well, I'm like a, uh, a yeah, compre- I was I'm sort of talking sort of the last the last two years, I suppose, yeah. rather than yeah. So in recent in recent times, um, I, I, well, and you know, they're doing that with like the best off spinner in the world being left out for Charles Attacker, and for for South Africa to do it with. Charles I mean, obviously Tucker. Simon Harmer is a brilliant spinner and very good in England, and Maharaj is a really good spinner, and between the two of them, they you know cover both spinning both directions and control because they're both finger spinners. But it's it's England, man. I, look, I, I completely didn't get it. Uh, the other thing that makes it not even worse, but say the pitch, say they did end up bowling um, fourth and the pitch did completely fall apart and they needed two spinners to try and win them the game. All of these circumstances are really highly unlikely when you consider both batting lineups are terrible, it's cloudy, mm. it's a seamer. Like the idea that it's not going to, you know, they're not even going to get there because of the weather and the weather's going to be good. The idea that we're going to get there seems seems really odd. But... um. You know, if they really did need someone to turn their arm you can over, bowl Aiden Markram. 
he can't he can't mark from bowl. I, mean, yeah. I know he's not got an amazing record in either test cricket or first class cricket but he he's he can bowl off spin so if it, if it were yeah. a proper bunsen yeah he, he can, be, he yeah, can yeah, do yeah, something probably, from an end it's <laughs> probably like around a joe root level of bowling right like, i think root's better quite, i think root's better but yeah, he's not but mark from bowls quite regularly in uh white ball stuff so you know yeah it's yeah it's a strange it's a strange one for for me i mean just yeah why 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 change it why change the winning formula so much We've got two questions in um, from both from Vijay actually through two different channels, and then we'll I'll ask you your thoughts on what you think will happen in the rest of the test. Um, the first is a general point about Ben Stokes. It's not really a question so much as you know sort of what our thoughts on him as a player at the moment are. Mm. Um, so I think there's a view, isn't there, that his batting is. Hey, not not dived off a cliff, but it's a little bit strange. And his bowling has been his bowling actually been okay, but it it has sometimes looked rather creaky. Yeah. Um what what do you think the prognosis is for, for, for Benny Stokes? Is he is he okay? What's happening with him? <laughs> um it's every time he bowls, he looks like he's about to break and then he just carries on and he seems to be fine. I don't I I don't I don't get it. He must have a really good ice bath or a really good physio, but I think it's it's a necessity thing, isn't it, with Ben Stokes with the ball? So I think um, as we move on um, and hopefully some of England's bowlers regain fitness, we will probably see him bowl a bit less. And at the moment, he's you know basically doing it because he has to, and I mean he's doing a good job. I, I'm I'm quite I'm quite enjoying seeing Ben Stokes bowling. So uh, hopefully it doesn't destroy him. But the batting is weird, isn't it? Like it's it's a bit pantheon. It is. I, I've, I've looked at it. I've just checked his average because I thought that it was better than it seemed. He's actually averaging 37 over the English summer. Mm. Now, that's, that's okay. Not bad at all. For number six. Yeah. Um, the conditions potentially have been a bit easier than they have in previous years. And maybe a man of his talent should have cashed in a bit more. But I, I, I don't think that's, that's hideously bad. And then, and then with the ball in hand, he's averaging 30. Which is sort of in the ballpark for his career, thirty-two. Yeah. So maybe Ben Stokes is actually playing well. He's just playing sort of different. Um, is yeah. the is the answer to that? I I I think that possibly, if you were being critical in the England's batting lineup with the fragility that it contains, having one of your technically best players bat like that bat like a nutcase. <laughs> isn't <laughs> ideal like there are other guys that can do the nutcase stuff yeah and maybe Root and Stokes should be the we're going to try and score uh, every time we bat we're going to aim to score 100 in 200 balls mm. um maybe not quite that extreme but you know you know you get what I mean like a, a build a bit more of an innings unless you're feeling really good or bowling particularly bad but have that mindset rather than the um I'm gonna run you yeah I'm gonna get 50 or 50 take you out yeah, it's um. So the, the, I I think it's the Fun weirdness. To watch though, of the, it? It's the weirdness of the dismissals that has confused me a little bit with Stokes. Mm. But good question. Uh, and then um, VJ again. Did Dean Elgar choose to bat just so he can see if his bowlers can withstand the Baz ball onslaught by England in the fourth innings? And and we'll use this as a, a question that takes us on to what we think will happen in the rest of the match. Um, I think if England do this right, they might not even have to bat again. Uh, mm. I think it. It's going to get a little bit easier. They probably got through the worst of it. Bairstow is ticking. They should be 
you know, a competent team here are thinking we're going to get 350. Yeah. And South Africa are then in, in a real situation with a pretty fragile batting lineup that doesn't go particularly deep. What do you think? Yeah, they're um, they're in a really strong position, England. 111 for three, you know, 40 behind. Yeah, I think 350 is is definitely the, what they should be aiming for. And again, with the sort of attack that uh, South Africa have picked, you think, you know, if the ball gets a bit old, they'll be, yeah, they can they can bring the, the spinners on. But they haven't, dare I say, it looked too threatening today. And it means they will have to bowl a lot because, you know, they can't rotate and Gidi, Nokia and Rabada consist, like, you know, for, for for the entire day because it'll be uh, a lot of work if England get on uh, get on a bit of a roll. So you know they'll have to use them wisely. They'll have to use Norkia in bursts, which obviously they will do anyway. So yeah, England England well set. I think that would that should be the aim. Win win by innings should be the aim. But um, I dare say one early wicket in the morning will. Uh, that's I mean that is bring things uh, bring things back to a, a slightly closer edge. But I mean you know even even like a lead of, sort of I, seventy odd should be. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's that's what I'm driving at. I'm not actually saying I think England are going to win by an innings here. Yeah. What I'm saying is a competent cricket team should be yeah. thinking 350 yeah, yeah, yeah. is is what we want here. And well, they're probably they might... thinking 500 by the close tomorrow. Well, I, yeah, you know, or or that. Um, I I I think probably what's more likely is that England get 250, and even that's too much for South Africa. Um, mm. I. I think on the preview for this show, I uh, we, we talked about how even though England were supremely crap at Lords, that they almost certainly would dish out a hiding to South Africa at one point because South Africa are similarly crap with the yeah. bat, and you know that's probably this Test match. They've got the worst of the conditions, yeah, I mean, probably the worst well, of the conditions of the game. England the bowled could, well. The whole series could be a story of teams batting first and getting rolled over. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I, I think both teams are pretty heavily stacked with with bowlers. I still think, I still think South Africa have got the better bowling attack, but um, the the conditions played so nicely into England's hands this morning that that effectively should be more or less neutralised. Um, Google is saying that England have an eighty four percent chance of winning and South Africa a fourteen percent chance. I'd say that was probably ballpark. Now, you know, South Africa yeah. isn't. It is entirely. It, on the bell curve of possibilities, as, as I like to say, it is possible that England have rolled for 90 more runs and then South yeah. Africa get to well, 150 think, themselves and win. But I don't it, like what I, I think that's it. One in six, 14%, basically. Yeah. One, in, yeah, one, I, in, one in six. If you ran this six times, I think, yeah, a one win for South Africa probably makes about, about sense. I would, I, I would put it something like that as well. Um, but it will be, it'll be the, Viz, the Viz gets it right for once. Is that what the well, this is Google? And I think Google yeah, is a bit more high power than Crickviz. Crickviz is is pretty bad. Insane, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Weston wanted us to talk about Tuesday night. We were at the 100 max. Yep. So we'll pay lip service to that. The Phoenix smashed Oval Invincibles. Um, Eventually. It means, it means that Oval are basically out. The Phoenix, according to maths, have got about a 60% chance, 65% chance. Maybe, maybe I think it was 68% chance of getting through. Uh, Max, as a Surrey man, an Oval man, were, mm. you, were you sad? We'll get your emotions and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a shame. Um, it was close-ish, but um, I think for me, 
the the best thing that Sam Billings did all day was get out first ball, so he didn't waste too much time. Because uh, I was I was a little confused about sort of the the Oval Invincibles approach with the ball we'd seen in the I know it's a completely different game, but in the women's game before, what was it like seventy balls of spin the Invincibles bowled and really yeah. tied the Phoenix up. Uh, they brought in Nathan Salter, who literally only bowls spin. Like he does have doesn't do anything else. Uh, that is literally his entire job, and uh, he didn't get his full allocation. I think he bowled. I think he like bowled ten balls, went for nine runs or something yeah. stupid. So there's another ten balls out there that should have been used that definitely towards the sort of latter third of the Phoenix innings could have been used to try and tie things down because the paces weren't really cutting it for over invincibles. And that meant that Phoenix got too many on the board. And I think, yeah, it was, sort of, they made a good go of it, didn't they, at the end with the, the currents, but uh, it was, it was too much for them to haul in. And it was a really, it was a well-deserved win for Phoenix. They, they've, they've played well. Do you know what the problem is? There's two problems. One, Jason Roy's terrible now. Yeah, um, there is that. And Lost two, calls. and two, um, Tom Moody's the coach of Oval Invincibles. Mm. And he, Losing he, a start, that, isn't it? I would venture the worst coach that regularly gets gigs in franchise tournaments. Like, he's so bad. Like, the, the way he cricket his team's played, they're so poor. Um, it's, just, it's just out of date, basically. I mean, you can't... Mm. You can't bat like they batted, chasing effectively 10 and over from ball one. They yeah. like, no, we'll get 25 off the power play. Then have a look. So, <laughs> now you need 14 and over, you bozo. <laughs> like, um, do, do something. Do so. You're the coach. Tell them to do something about this. But they all, all of his teams play like this. Um, there was, you know, a fluke season basically with. Um, Sunrisers, best own Warner opening. Yeah, they well, just I mean, no, everyone, not, they? not even not even that. The the year where they won it, and Rashid Khan was good, and oh, Kane right. Williamson, Kane Williamson, who's maybe the least useful T Twenty batter in the world right now, had <laughs> a freak freak season, and it's like, oh yeah, that that method of cricket's going to work. So, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. You're you're wrong, and um, you're ruining Explain the game. Yourself, you're ruining the game, Tom. Uh, so that's the end of the show. Uh, here. <laughs> Here are some messages for you. We are the Cricket Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod. Um, there's a bunch of people watching on YouTube. Um, hit like, get get the profile of our channel up. Hit subscribe, get the number of people who watch the channel up. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod. That's in the show notes. There's a special show about Sri Lankan cricket out now for anyone who gives us four pounds a month or more. And the show was presented by manscaped.com. Com. Use the code CRICKETPOD for 20% off there, plus free shipping. Free shipping. Yeah, that's good. All right, um, Max, we did longer than we expected, as usual. Oh, never, never happens. Goodbye, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.